You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Eureka After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424 424- 256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Eureka After Show. Hey guys, we are here for the Eureka Season 5, Episode 4 Wrap-Up. It is Friendly Fire. I am Jenna Bush from Zap to It. I am Jennings Roth Cornett. Did you just forget your name now a little I bit? I did, right, because I go by so many monikers. It's true. It's true. You have many personalities. I, I can also be referred to as Vanilla Scone. Vanilla Scone. Or Boom Boom. Okay. I'm not going to ask. All right. Okay, so guys, um, before we start, make sure you follow us on Twitter at, at AfterBuzzTV. Go to iTunes um, and make sure you subscribe, rate us. Nice, please. We're really nice. And um, and comment. Tell a friend. Takes a minute. Um, but we and leave comments because we actually do read all of them. We have nothing else to do. Very little. No, we have no <laughs> lives. We do nothing but read comments. Um, also, we are going to have a special call-in guest tonight, Grant Imahara from MythBusters. Ooh. Very excited. Um, I'm not sure. Is he on the line? I am on the line. Hi, Grant. Hi, Grant. <laughs> Hi, guys. I'm so glad you're Uh, here. I cannot tell you how I think it's totally fitting to be talking to you from Mythbusters about Eureka. Do you not see? Yeah, thanks for having me on. It is actually one of my favorite shows. This does not surprise me. (laughs) Have you ever? Go ahead. (laughs) Have Have you ever been tempted to I think it would be really interesting to find one of the episodes of Eureka and not dispel the myth of the science but actually prove that it's possible do you think you I mean do you think any of it is possible (laughs) Um, (laughs) that's a loaded question with current technology I'm not sure however um, you know the thing is that the technology in Eureka is so advanced yes. that uh, <laughs> perhaps someday, but right now, probably not. Do you ever watch it? Like, all right, so I, I'm a little bit of a science geek, but I'm not practiced in the sciences. So, do you ever watch and go, "No, that's not happening"? Um, actually, I have to say the science is pretty good. And, you know, a lot of times they will pull some something out that I'll be like, I have no idea what that is. <laughs> but um, for the most part, everything has a real uh, plausibility to it that, you know, a lot of other sci-fi shows don't, don't go to that, that extent to try and, you know, 
make it something that is within the realm of possibility. They they had Jenna posted today on Zap to it. They had a video about the science of Eureka, and they were talking about the the depth and the level of research that they did. So, I mean, that's that's kind of heartening to hear because I, you know, for me, it's like it's so bananas. Look at the <laughs> particle gun. It's so, yeah, the thing of the week that's going to destroy the town. But it's true. It seems know? like a very dangerous place to live. I know, and yet a very cool place to live. Oh yeah. You know? Oh, I want to eat um, Vincent's cooking, by the way. Yes. Oh, yeah. That <laughs> you can think of that, and you just order it and he makes it, yeah. Is that not me? I would love love to eat a carpe diem. Oh, my God. I would, well, have you, I'm sure you've been to carpe diem at Comic-Con. I have. I have. It's not quite like, you know, Vincent's, but no, it's no. pretty, <laughs> I suppose, no. as close as you can get. There's no truffles over lobster bisque at, <laughs> at Comic-Con, unfortunately. But there's No, there are nachos at Comic-Con. <laughs> That's what there is. They, yeah. Can, can I be vindicated for a second? Because I wasn't here last week. And, and Grant, let me ask you. I have a secret affection for Beverly that I've been mocked about. When we mocked her a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Are you, uh, are you a Beverly fan? No, I just think that she has layers. <laughs> <laughs> so, Beverly is Beverly is a really intriguing character because it's 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 all built on the premise that she wants what's best at your for Eureka and and you know ultimately I think what's best for for humankind it's just you know her methods are are extreme and her morals are questionable. Yeah. I think her morals, I, I think that she has actually really strict ethical standards. I just think that, like any... They're wrong? Of, no, I just think that, like any <laughs> any sort of fascistic idea, that if you are if you get so, you know, dug in that the idea is more important than the nuance of the situation and the human beings involved, you're in trouble. But I think Beverly is a really interesting character, and so does Grant. So suck it, Jenna. What? But okay, no, but it wasn't me. I wasn't yelling at you. It was Colin Ferguson that was yelling at you for that. Grant, you should have seen them. They were like poking each other. They're like, "I'm not touching you." It it was it was very disturbing. He's my long lost brother. It is. Yeah. so um, the first thing I wanted to talk about um, with this episode is um, the tension that's that exists now after people were hooking up with the wrong people and people tried to kill the people they love. It was a little messy. It, it is a little messy. It, you know, and and again, it's it, they are playing on the idea that the Matrix was so enveloping, so so encompassing that they're having a hard time dealing with with the fact that, you know, these things didn't happen and that back in real life, these people are still the people they left. It's just so hard to go back to that. And it's a really great story arc in that sense. I mean, similar to, like, uh, last season's opener where they time travel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and. You know, and and that entirely mixes up the whole timeline, and it does not go back after that, which is a really great thing. You know, there's no waking up and and just go, oh yeah, you know, I I 
it was a dream. No, yeah. Yeah. no, it's changed forever. I love that. I love the fact that it was that they made that choice first of all last season to stay with the alter timeline, and then this that it wasn't like oh we wake up and we're fine. Because here's the thing, and I'm going to be really, really, really graphic now. But good. I <laughs> um. Do you ever like? Just you hang out with a bunch of friends, and one night you have a sex dream about one of them that you would never in a million years think of hooking up with. I'm not and, even kidding; that happened on Sunday. Okay, I, I don't want to. I don't want to know who it was. But we hang out with the same people. You so, know who it is. oh dear God. Um. So you know, and it's weird because the next day, like, you don't know how to relate to them. So imagine, like, realizing that, um, you know, your your partner Allison knows that, you know, in her reality, you were hooking up with your coworker. Okay. For four years. Yeah. I, I think that what's great about the show, too, to your point, Grant, is that is that there are consequences and they're not just going to be eradicated because the problem is solved. No, they have to play out throughout the course of the season. And that makes it really interesting to watch. In this particular case, and you guys tell me if I'm wrong here, but my whole thing when I'm dating someone is like, I don't tell them when I think that somebody is attracted to them because I feel like that puts ideas in their head. I know a lot of women are like, that girl likes you, that girl oh, I always you. did that. And I'm like, I'm not gonna I'm not I'm gonna let them know that I want them and think they're incredibly attractive, but I'm not gonna give them ideas. What Grant, talk to me. Am I right? You know what? I I have to agree with you. You do not want I mean yeah yes you I would love to believe that, you know, I'm I'm incredibly secure, but you just don't want to throw those things out there and, you know, exactly. What if something sticks and you put the idea in there? <laughs> You're the idiot that gave them the path to it. And I think so in this this scenario, when when they weren't, I thought it was best not to talk about it. I was like, Zane, zip it. <laughs> zip it. You do not want your woman thinking that way. You know, I know. When he told the problem is, and, you know, it, that's intellectually we think, okay, yeah, that's that's probably the best course of action. But see, what's happening is that because they're not talking about it and because it's this giant secret and half of the people there don't know what happened and the other half do know what happened and everybody's pissed off and everybody is acting weird, it's not working. You know, totally. and I think that they, they all definitely... And you can see when... Uh, Henry has his conversation mm-hmm. uh, when he says, you know, yeah, I was hoping you would say we need to talk that, you know, this has to happen, I think, in order for people to be able to, to move on. Yeah. I just like to point out that I always told my ex when people were attracted to him and I'm in the middle of a divorce. So there's that. So you guys may be right. <laughs> I, know, I know it's awful. No, but, but it totally works. And plus, great. You have a you have a gorgeous sweetie. So. So don't yes. tell her yes. when you okay. know all the other boys are looking at her. That's just, no, right? Not a chance. Not a chance. You, you just make it your job to make her feel wanted and beautiful. I know. I'm just going to point something out right here before we move on. Um, Grant, we have this thing. We were on the show Tabletop together on Felicia Day's uh, web channel, yes. Geek and Sundry. And I robbed you of your win. And I want to make sure we're, we're totally cool now. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I was awesome. Awesome. Oh, my God. So, yeah, if, if you have not seen Tabletop, first of all, it's on the Felicia Day's Geek and Sundry YouTube channel. And it's a show about tabletop gaming. And we played this uh, game, me and Will <laughs> and uh, Jenna and Sean Plott. 
and we played this game called Small World, and Jenna had never played before. I played a few times. Uh, <laughs> so I kind of knew what I was doing, and I was doing great. I was slaughtering everybody. You, you really were. <laughs> and then, like, right in the last... It had, it was, when, when did you get the Berserk Amazons? Like, the last it, round? It was the second It was the second to last round, I think. Berserking Amazons. round. And that that turned the tie of the game, and, and <laughs> it, it resulted in shot um, winning. But it's just so you know, it was awesome. It was an awesome come behind win. Very dramatic. I mean, that's I, I think that that's what makes a good show. You know, it's like it made for good. You don't want to see. Yeah, you don't want to see somebody like go on and slaughter everyone and just go on and win. I mean, that's right. that's not interesting. Yeah. I served a purpose. So so my crazy bitches killing your rat men were totally cool. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, it's like I kind of I kind of cast myself as the villain in that scenario. And you know, you have to be prepared to if you're playing the villain to go down. That's that's what happens. It's totally true. And I should point yeah. out that Colin, Colin Ferguson and Neil Grayston were also on episodes of Tabletop, so should check it yeah, out and it's and worth in, the web. Yeah. In fact, that that uh, the last scene, which is is definitely my favorite scene of this this episode, oh, yeah, um, is is really interesting because uh, Will and or rather Parrish and Fargo uh, are Aww. resolving their differences hmm. by playing a game. And as it turns yeah. out, this week's tabletop is Will Wheaton, who plays Parrish, <laughs> and Neil Grayson, who plays Fargo. <laughs> playing a game together yeah i actually almost too meta it it is kind of meta actually it was super meta when i watched it i thought of that too i was like oh it's like an episode of tabletop (laughs) and i it couldn't have been related you know because they shot this so much earlier than than the web obviously the web series yeah you know it was like a long long time ago they shot this yeah and somehow it all worked out cosmically i like that the amazon berserkers were the thing that turned the tide Uh, um i'd like to point out as i did in the show the only female characters in the game um that true it is is. yeah 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 hey i noticed these things okay so this is really random but i do need to um talk about our sponsor which is amazon Amazon. okay yes that that is actually it was a very good segue thank you um so if you, Amazon is a sponsor for AfterBuzz, and that is very awesome. And I know we've discussed, Grant, you don't know this, but on our earlier two shows, um, I tend to drunk purchase on Amazon. So here's what yes. you do. If you're going to purchase something on Amazon, you go to AfterBuzz TV and click on the Amazon banner, and it takes you straight there, and then we get goodies, and we can bring you more goodies. So um, I'd like to point out, as has now become a tradition, my drunk Amazon purchase of the week, um, I bought a ballet bar the first week, black toe shoes last week, and this week, rosin for my toe shoes and a Trudy Styler, wife of Sting, yoga video. I don't understand what is happening to me <laughs> do you, i what do you mean it's completely thematic well i heard what like, you bought so tell everyone what you bought this is what i because i i only buy books and music and 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 me, basically media on, on amazon i don't buy things yeah. i don't know why but um and i would love to tell you that i bought steppenwolf to reread it but instead <laughs> i bought the 50 shades of J- gray books <laughs> Yes, I heard of this book. This book is really, like, you know, very popular uh, on Twitter circles. What have you People read like, them? they don't know what to think I read them. about it. Yeah, well, it's, you know what? The truth is, I read them and I have very mixed feelings. What, did you, what have you heard? 
I'm just curious. Um, not nothing. That's really interesting. It's nothing specific. Most of it is people going, "What? I don't understand. I'm not sure how to feel about this." <laughs> but but nothing nothing very specific. So I, in truth, I have no idea. Can, can I give what you this d- book is about? Oh well, it's it's kind of like a it's it's kind of like a submission fantasy. But I'm gonna I'm gonna give you my 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 sort of take on it a little bit, just really quickly. If you guys have you guys ever read Lolita? Mm-hmm. Okay, so Lolita is obviously really really well written. These are books are notoriously not quite as right. beautifully crafted. However, <laughs> my feeling when I read Lolita when I was that age, when I was like 14 years old. Or I guess she's younger, but and I found like this is such a confession. Type. This is probably inappropriate. Wow! But I found myself like oddly at moments, sort of almost stimulated by it. And I then, think that's the point. And then and then I would feel this wash of shame. Like, why am I stimulated by this? This is so wrong. And so it was like this push pull back forth the whole time. I think Fifty Shades of Grey is kind of similar to that for many adult women. Do you, what do you think, John? I, you know what? I just think I have no issue with women reading erotic fiction. It was pretty much just written porn, and it was totally fine. But I, I do, I do agree, and I it, think it's, it's not that it's erotic fiction. I no. think it's that it's BDSM's fiction. It's yeah, a very yeah. controlling relationship. Yeah. But anyway, I think we're really off Eureka. Yes, we're going to so go back to Eureka now. But we had to talk. We had to talk. <laughs> well, I was just about to go on Amazon and order it. Actually, <laughs> were you? Were you? Honestly, you should. But just make sure you go there after. I've got the iPad out and. Uh, <laughs> I'm one click away. Oh, my God. Okay, no, seriously, now that's your assignment. You actually have to read the first one and report back. Yeah, I would love to hear the man's perspective. Yeah, I have not spoken to any man who's read it. Okay, good. Yeah, so you have to Uh, do this. Remember, it's not about the elegance of the writing. No, no, it's about the sex. Okay, good. All right, now we're moving on to grief. So, oh yes! What were, oh yes! Right, Eureka! Right. Yes, no, we're we're talking about grief now, and the the Fargo's deal. All right, first of all, I, I got to start with this because I have a bunny. Um, if you guys follow me on Twitter <laughs> at at Jenna Bush, at you can see pictures of the bunny. It's on my my actual page. Um, bunny therapy is my new favorite kind of therapy. They put yes. him in a room with a thousand bunnies. I want to live I in th- this room. <laughs> Is this actually a thing? Because I would so do it. Right? Wouldn't you? Who would not feel bad? They... Most, yeah. Fluffy bunnies just kind of all hopping around you. and I do, I do like the, uh, the little bit about, the, you know, well, yes, we started with cats, but there were <laughs> <laughs> complications. With it. You know, that's such a great little bit to throw in there. Because it's funny enough, you know, with bunnies, haha. But then to say that, yeah, we tried cats, but it didn't work out. Cats it, didn't work out. It was that extra level of humor. Yeah. Although I I heard tell, and this is total gossip rumor that I don't know if it's true or not, but I hope it is, that Mariah Carey, when she goes to a hotel, orders like an array of kittens and puppies to bed, <laughs> which I really hope is true. You can do that? I don't know. Oh my God. Would, this needs to be in your Mythbusters contract. I just, you, really, you should. Is that rewritten? That is going. That's going on my my writer for every appearance I do from now on. Oh my god! But wait, see, because because Grant, I mean, there, there's jokes about microwaving dogs on Mythbusters, so you'd have to have them in a special section where nothing can be done to them. Yes. Uh, no harm will come to the see. Watch I I love puppies and and you know little furry things, but that's that's part like when they say. You know, imagine your happy place. I mean, that's a place with puppies in it. Aww. And so, no, 
puppies. Well, I mean, <laughs> for example, the happy place for the puppies. I went to visit uh, this company called Quantum Mechanics, and they had a Tardis there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Geek Girl Diva works there. Geek Girl Diva works mm-hmm. there, right. So, I have been there. So we go there, and she's like, um, and as a bonus, we have office puppies. I know. Two, the cutest little puppies. Why did and you ever so, leave? There's a TARDIS and puppies? I know. What more do you need, Grant? I, I, <laughs> yeah, so I, yeah, I had to take a picture with the TARDIS and the puppies. So it's out there. I saw that. I think you posted that on Twitter, right? Yeah, that one. I think that one, that puppy's name is Xander. Of course. It's either Xander or Rory. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's kind of amazing. No, I've been to Quantum Mechanics. They let me wear the only replica of um, Captain Mal's Firefly coat. Yes. Is it not gorgeous? It is a magical place. It is, is, yeah, the most accurate uh, reproduction of that coat. Can we high five on Geekdom? This is amazing. We have dropped Firefly, Buffy, Doctor Who in like five minutes. Eureka! We do it all. We do it all. Why? Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Yeah, seriously, Grant. When we start doing the Doctor Who show, you're so coming on. Absolutely, you can count me in. I I like. (laughs) I'm going to drop one more nerd reference, and Jenna will know this. Is that what I liked about the the rapid grief? Escalate patch. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was fun that it was funny, but there was on um, on Fringe. There was a moment earlier this season. I don't know if you watched that, Grant. You sound like you're kind of geeky, so I'm going to assume that you do. Um, I, I I missed the Fringe boat. I'm, oh, I'm going to catch up in one day. I am just catching yeah. up now. Yeah, no, get on that boat. It's amazing. Come join us. Um, so. <laughs> is, so she, at one point, the main character wants, she's in love with someone and there's basically, there's alternate timelines and alternate universes going on, so he doesn't really think she's her, <laughs> but she is. Um, and she just wants to forget it. She just wants to forget the the pain of the heartbreak. So what I like about this is that, you know, and certainly Eternal Sunshine of the sun, Spotless Mind is mm-hmm. the same thing. I really, really think it's so relatable, the idea that you will do anything um, to, to just not feel the pain of grief in whatever form it's coming to you mm-hmm. I, I I thought that the fact that they managed to <clears throat> pardon me <laughs> they managed to kind of get that in there and also make it really funny and cute with bunnies is impressive Do yeah you, you know yeah. yeah no I totally agree I totally agree I, I mean I thought I thought the whole I love the way they're handling it because the thing about Eureka is it's it goes pretty deep and I know this season is getting pretty dark and even last season was pretty dark but the humor is always there I mean part of that is the fact that Colin's on this show and if you've watched the first episode you can see <laughs> he's kind of a goofball and it's awesome and I think yeah. I really think that's the strength of the show so you have to deal with the grief you have to deal with Fargo and the repercussions of everything that's happened but you find a funny way to do it yeah. I think this yeah, that, sort of that, defies that, genres that patch the patch is like uh, and same thing with uh Eternal Sunshine, it's like, yes, you want to uh, do anything to not feel the grief, but is the price actually more hurtful than, than the grief itself? Right. Yeah, it's like, so that regret, I guess when he starts to get in uh, Eternal Sunshine, he starts to get a little piece back. He's like, no, not that yeah. But well, because it, it, in a way, it helps define who you are. Those experiences help create you. And so you're uncreating yourself to try and cheat it, you know? 
Yeah, totally. Yeah. Also, I have gotten so many comments on any posts that I've done about the show that everyone's really upset that Felicia's gone. Yeah. Well, I think she's oh, coming I, back. I do, too. It was so sudden. I know. She's such a popular character, and she's so sweet. And I, it's like I'm, I'm grieving along with Fargo right now. Yeah. Because that's Felicia. Like, that character is totally what Felicia's like. But yeah, I guess it was written, yeah, that way. Do you? Well, well so. we're going to ask you for predictions later. But just think about the. I think she's coming back. So I do start too. Thinking about the ways that she might. Well, yeah. Back. I mean, I mentioned I mentioned this the past two weeks, but I've spoken to her recently, and all she said to me was, "No one ever dies in sci-fi." So, you know, that is kind yeah. of true. <laughs> That's a universal truth. It is. Um, I know, except for. Uh, no, even even Wash doesn't die. Yeah, right. um, he comes back. Uh, look at Boba Fett, and yeah. there's all kinds of extended stories of you know. Oh, you Wash. just you just made a Star Wars reference, and I'm really happy. I know, and yeah, Darth Darth Maul comes back with you know mechanical spider legs. I know. I mean, nobody ever dies in sci-fi. Well, the the biggest question now, of course, this from this week is going to be not in Eureka, but is going to be his age. Speaking of of Wash, is Agent Coulson going to come back? Right. Oh. Oh. oh what did you yeah, just what say? Did I just do? What did I just do? <laughs> oh my god! It's all right. The the movie made what seven hundred million worldwide this no, I'm gonna get shot. <laughs> yes you are i'm yeah. so glad i saw it yesterday <laughs> otherwise i would just be i love that guy i know yet, i know nothing happened we don't even we're talking about a tv show from the 1950s you guys it's totally yeah that didn't happen <laughs> i know <laughs> all right well you after <laughs> We're totally going to take our commercial break right now because Ralph needs time to recover. We'll be right back. After Buzz TV. Hi, I was once like you, a lazy, angry loner whose only joy was watching TV and surfing the net. And like you, after I'd see one of my favorite TV shows, I'd be so excited and have so many questions that I'd actually have to talk to my douchebag coworkers about it at the water cooler. Then I discovered AfterBuzzTV.com. AfterBuzzTV produces after-show webcasts and podcasts for TV series of all kinds, like post-game wrap-up shows for all your favorite TV shows. AfterBuzzTV hosts are industry insiders who break down episodes of shows, take calls from fans, and interview cast and crew from each series with over 60 different after-shows, from Boardwalk Empire to American Idol to Vampire Diaries to Real Housewives. And more. Now, after a night of TV, I can ignore my stupid co-workers, who I hate, and go straight to my desk and watch or listen to all my favorite AfterBuzz TV after shows and have all the TV fan interaction I need. Thank you, AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz TV. What do you want to buzz about? Okay, we are back. So we're going to pretend that didn't happen, and we're going to talk about Will Wheaton versus Neil Grayston, Fargo and Parrish. Um, that was actually, that was really cool. That was a, because I mean, I, I love the fact that Will generally plays, that Will is like the nicest person ever and he generally plays these characters who are absolute 
I'm not going to. All right. I could curse. He's they're total assholes. So um, but I loved that moment between the two of them. That has really always cool. been true, though. Oh, no, no, of course not. I mean, stand yeah, by me. Stand by me. You know, but uh, and and Jordy LaFord. Yeah. Uh, Jordy LaFord. Oh, Jordy, my God. Why am I saying Jordy? Oh, no. You know why I'm saying that? Because Will just posted a video of the um, the first time the whole cast has been together in 20 years. And he was saying how much he loved the cast and how much it meant to him to be back with all of them. And Jordy was joking with him. He's like, yeah, you suck. So that's what that was what I was thinking about. But um, Wesley Crusher, of course. But um, yeah. But uh, but I don't I don't know. I mean, he but lately, like Big Bang Theory and all of that, like I, I love these roles that he plays just because he's like the nicest person ever. Yeah. And oh, it's, it's funny. He's, he's so excellent at playing these dick roles. Yeah. I mean, the yes. Guild, Big Bang. And yet, yeah, in real life, he's the nicest person ever. But that's the thing about that scene. It's like, you know, he plays. Uh, Isaac Parrish, and Isaac is definitely, you know, he's a flawed individual. He's Indeed. kind of a dick. <laughs> but in that scene, it's really, I mean, that's that's Will. I see Will in that. Yeah. I see Will and Neil and not really Parrish and Fargo, which is really, it's cool to see that depth. It's cool. I mean, and it sounds like something Will would say, like you and your big stupid office. Yes. I mean, that sounds like you know, maybe he he had a little bit of input into what he wanted to say there. That whole scene felt like that, though, didn't it? That it felt like um, maybe they each had some input about how they wanted to play that out and and represent that turn in their relationship. But I think it really pays off, even if you're, I mean, I'm sure most Eureka watchers know about the actors as well to some degree. Yeah. Um, But even if you didn't, I think that really works as a turn for the characters because it's organic. It makes sense. I mean, He's sort of like bonding with him in his grief because he's accepting that ultimately, you know, Fargo's relationship with Holly was a lot deeper than his was. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, spoiler for all those people out there. We all know each other in real life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unlike, you know, other uh, genres, I mean, geeks, we, we all know each other. Yeah, we do. It's, it's pretty cool, as a matter of fact. It is. But, uh, it is. It, it's honestly, yeah. I think this is one of the nicest casts ever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lovely it, group of people. It's and, bizarre how nice they are, really. Yeah. I know. Well, you know what? It's like, well, you'll, you'll talk to Jamie next week, but what, you know, if you have spent any time with Jamie and Amy and, and uh, Bruce Miller, the, the people who make the show, a lot of that flows down from them because they are, at their core, really awesome, really nice people and really talented people. And, you know, you can, you can see that through every fiber of the show. And, and that's the feeling you get with all the people, all the characters that inhabit this world that is Eureka. A lot of that, it, it all flows from, from these people. Yeah, I mean, just I should I should point that out. Um, next week we're having creator Jamie Paglia on, so um, so make sure you tune in. Um, yeah, it's just everyone's just been so fantastic, and the show. On, I mean, I know I've said this a zillion times, but I hate the fact that this is the final season because there's it, it's really hitting its stride. It's doing such amazing things, and I've been watching it since the first episode, and I wish that more people had seen it. I mean, obviously it's got a huge fan base, but it's just such a fantastic. 
fantastic show, and it, it really sort of defies genres. Like I was saying before, it's really it's comedy, it's drama, it's it's science, it's it's so. It's good. But we talked about this, and, and since we're on the topic of geek genre, I mean, we talked about this with, with Colin. It's just, it's it's very, very difficult for for the genre to find its legs. A lot of times, even great shows, and we've seen a lot of great shows come and go. I mean, we've mentioned a lot of them tonight. You know, um, you geeks need to get on the fringe train. <laughs> I'm on now. I have boarded the train. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Get on board. But it's really, really hard. I mean, we've seen it happen with Firefly. And, and you know, Buffy had a good run and, and Angel had a, had a a decent run as well. But but it's they hang on by their teeth. They really do. Yeah. And, and it's odd because you can also see this community mobilize. And, and I wish – I just don't know why it doesn't translate. Yeah, they only the seem to mobilize when things are about to be canceled. I Honestly, I think – but, I mean, I think that's the whole, the whole um, genre in general. Like, look, what we're doing is a live – um, you know, web show right now. So, you know, and they're still counting things by Nielsen homes. And, yeah. you know, I mean, they're taking like DVR into account and things like that. But I mean, everyone's watching everything online. Yeah. I, I just marathoned and please don't laugh at me. Vampire Diaries, because everyone at Zap to it, it loves it. And it actually ended up being a very good show. But like, that's what people do. They sit down and they marathon a season. Yeah. And so we really need to find a different way to, 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 judge, to this. judge it. Yeah, because we also a lot of us, I mean, I think we like to cue things up. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm yeah. waiting for for some of the shows to catch up to. I'm waiting for the new season of Avatar, um, the cartoon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm waiting for a minute, and then I'm going to watch too. them all. You too, <laughs> yeah, too. right? Yes, I watch it. Are you excited? You've watched it, Have yes. you, Grant? Do you watch Avatar? I, I watched all. No, like yeah, I don't. I don't watch Avatar, but I should probably add it to my queue. I know. Well, I mean, the other thing that gets me is um, is marathons because, well, Grant, I've told you this, but I tend to watch MythBusters marathons religiously. Uh huh. Because yeah. I'm a geek. I love the marathons. You do. I got sucked into, uh, oh, God, I've gotten sucked into so many shows. But, but yeah, I watch marathons, too. So I think we need to start marathoning more. I mean, I know they've done it. Like, Science Channel did it with Firefly. Um, hopefully, they'll do it with yeah. Eureka. Yeah. Yeah. It's like with the genre they TV, do. especially, it's, for me personally, it's so satisfying to just slam through, you know, the whole story arc mm-hmm. and, and. You know, I get that immediate satisfaction of getting the whole story at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm right now. I'm like I said. You know, I missed the Fringe train. I also uh, missed the Game of Thrones train. <gasps> so Grant, I've, I've got the whole season. I just have to sit down and marathon it. Oh, you're going to be so happy. Yes. Well, as we we saw on the first show, I gave Colin Ferguson the first season of Game of Thrones on Blu-ray, and he marathoned the whole thing, and now he's obsessed. So I fully expect you to be just as obsessed. Yeah. I will be catching up very soon on that as well. All right. Yeah, it's 2012, people. Why are we we still... We have technology. I know. We probably (laughs) have the capability to pull every... Every cable box, and yet the numbers are still, a lot of these decisions are based on uh, an antiquated system. Do you know what you should do? You should do a Mythbusters about how antiquated the Nielsen box is. (laughs) Yeah. I kind of love this. It would be a network suicide. No. (laughs) 
<laughs> I know, <laughs> right? Show Mythbusters, yeah. <laughs> Remember when they did the Nielsen rating? <laughs> that was the last yeah. thing I ever saw of them. <laughs> well, I coming I, up next, a very special Mythbusters. A very special Mythbusters. <laughs> I just like to point out, I'm very happy anytime you guys do anything with swords because I'm a big sword person. I have lots of them in my house. Um, ah. Oh yes, one from Game of Thrones, which you will understand once you marathon it. Excellent. Which you will. All right, well, we should move on to our next topic, which is brainwaves. So everybody who was on the Astraeus crew has messed up brainwaves. Yes. They're emitting some sort of high-frequency uh, radiation. Is that what it was? Because I, I honestly, I, I was sitting there going, okay, how is this interfering with, with these devices? And I couldn't, I, I really couldn't, I was like, are they... Is it like is it an electronic pulse, or can you explain it to me? How are they interfering with these devices? It's, it, it appears to me that it's one of those things that they're sort of planting for another story arc. Yeah, and it's it's from what I gathered, it was a leftover effect of being hooked into the matrix, and it does. It's not entirely clear why. Uh, they are emitting radiation, but they are emitting some kind of radio frequency interference, which is what was interfering with Sarah and and the uh, the Firefly control box. By the way, I love that they called it Firefly. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes. That's got to be a reference. Oh, of course it's a reference. Yeah, I mean, I I had asked a couple people about this, but I mean, they really, they do a lot of pop culture references, and I, I yeah. think there was a Ghostbusters one in this. Um, they're, they're always saying frack. There's always Star Wars stuff. There was yeah. Aliens yeah. last season. Um, I mean, that, that's one of my favorite things about the show, and considering who they have on the show, it's it's sort of awesome. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So how... Um, God. How do you see that? How do you see that playing out? Their sort of altered state. Um, I, you know, in my mind, I the first thing that went through my mind was that they had implanted the crew with something because you know they mm. they were kidnapped. Oh yeah, they were in in captivity for a long amount of time. That somehow um, they had physically put something into into the crew. Okay, in um, order so to... What that is, I don't know. Yeah, and, and I love... It seems the... to be like a radio, like like something that could be remotely activated. Ooh. But smacks of Beverly, you know. It totally does. Yeah, and I love that they're actually doing things like, what was it, the, the particle netting gun yeah. um, that they were creating. So, I mean, really... It, it sort of goes back to um, the tension between everybody because, you know, they, they did exist in this timeline because the things that they came up with, they're now actually um, putting into practice. So it really does right. sort of say that, like, it wasn't just a dream like this, the, you know, I made the particle net gun, which, by the way, I want. Um <laughs> I, I kind of do. In order to catch a dragon, yes, because you're not, all right, Grant. Well, I'm. You know, you're you're sweetie, and I discussed this. Dra- I love dragons. 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 Yeah. Everyone here yeah. loves dragons. Anyone who loves dragons is welcome at yes. the table. So yes, I want one to catch a dragon because they're totally <laughs> out there. Um, <laughs> they are. Um, but we should move on to um, Joe and Allison because that 
that's going to, I mean, that's the big point of, of tension here. And Joe saving Jenna, who has an awesome name, just like to say that. Um, <laughs> yeah. that, was a, that was a really big deal. And I, I'm really interested to see how their relationship continues to go. Grant, you don't know this, but I, I've been reviewing Eureka on IGN for a long time. I'm not doing this season, but um, I've been calling the Joe Carter thing for at least a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And really? Yes. Because, you know, when she was living with him, they, and Colin confirmed that they've actually been sort of leaning into that. And so seeing that was crazy. So seeing the repercussions of that makes me really, really, really want to say in all caps, I told you so on every outlet I have. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And, you know, that's what they said. Zane Zane said he looked at at the, the how the Matrix was set up and it's based on their best guess. Yeah. Of yep. what would happen in that situation. Probability uh, algorithm. I'm the matrix. That's yeah. right, the algorithm. Prob- yeah. Probability algorithm. I, I actually really liked that. I was like, neat. Um, but like, imagine if you could really create that, actually, a probability algorithm, like input aspects of your personality, and no. it could help you make decisions. <laughs> no! That could help you make a lot of decisions. That would eradicate confusion from my life. Okay, anyway. Wait, no, on. but if, if people had uh, the probabilities of who I would like to hook up with, no! no no, 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 no. no one it's needs to know at, that. No, it's looking at the probabilities <laughs> of the outcome. And so you say, if I'm this person and I make this choice, what's the ultimate outcome going to be? Do you know how helpful that would be in making choices? Anyway, no, big brother, no, 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 no. big See, brother. I'm one of those people that thinks too much. <laughs> Me, Me too. too. And that's what happens, you know. <laughs> Yeah, me no. too. I'm, yeah. oh, also, I'm constantly running this probability matrix thing in my head. You yeah. know, in every situation. That's why I want a and, definitive answer. No, but yeah. no one needs to know who I want to hook up with. Why are you only relating it to that, though? Because be that's all the things. This could be about a lot of things besides who you want to be. Right, okay. right. All right. No, all but right. I'm sorry. I just, I had to. All right. So let, let's just say this. Going along with what we said uh, uh, earlier about not telling your partner about the people that you think are attracted to them, I gave it to Allison for being sort of beneficent and saying, stay. But I don't know. I was like, maybe I'd be like, thank you so much. I will see you when you vacation here in another five years. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Buy you a drink. Get, get gone, Missy. <laughs> like, I know. Who needs the temptation? Relationships are hard enough. No, I, I, I have to agree with that. Well, okay, so we want to do some some predictions right now for the... Oh, and see, we've got music. And now, you're after Buzz Awesome, TV. right? Predictions. <laughs> okay, so I, I think the whole thing with with Joe and Carter isn't, I, I mean, I, I really honestly don't think it's going to end. I think that's going to go on for a long time. I wonder if they're going to actually explore the attraction that's there because, like I said, it's been there for a while. Let me, Grant, having been a fan of this show, who would you like to see Carter end up with? Oh. Um, you know, the thing is, it, it's one of those things where. Allison, it was a long time coming. It was, it was four seasons of, you know, Carter and Allison, they should be together. And then it's, yes, when you finally get it, you're like, um, okay, now what? Right. Yeah. You know, um, who should Carter end up with? I should tell you, Roth has a thing about fate. I do. Oh, 
Well, I don't know. Uh, I do. Did you say end up with Joe? Oh, no. I mean, I don't do. Oh, I guess. <laughs> it sounds like we're wrapping up. <laughs> but yes, she does. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, um, <laughs> make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Jenna Bush, B-U-S-C-H, like the beer, not the president, and at Zap to it at, at Zap, the number two it. Roth- follow me at at J Roth C. And Grant? You can follow me at, at Grant Imahara. I-M-A-H-A-R-A. Thank you for making me not the only person who spells. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much, Grant. You are welcome on any time. We can talk. <laughs> you got applause. We can talk all about our drunk Amazon purchases. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, you guys. Thanks, Grant. Okay, guys. So next week we've got Carter being, um, he has a number of personalities, and Jamie Paglia will be on. So, guys, let's see. Buzz you later. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 